Why are you downcast, O oh my soul? Have you ever asked that question? You might not have uh, put it quite as poetically as the writer of Psalm 42, but the truth is, if we're honest, all of us have had times when we feel down, we feel blue, we feel sad, we feel depressed. And you can't sometimes pinpoint what the reason is. Perhaps some of you are in one of those times right now. It may be related to how you're feeling physically or circumstances that you find yourself in, but somehow inside, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, you are carrying a burden, a weightiness, a heaviness of heart that leaves you unsettled and troubled in spirit. Now, for Christians we often, uh, who often associate uh, our relationship with God with things like joy and, and peace and assurance and security, a heavy heart can often raise concerns and cause us to wonder, what's wrong with me? What's going on? Is there something, uh, it's not supposed to be like this. Why is this happening? And yet, we see in scripture, we see throughout the history of the faith, some of the most godly men and women of the faith have experienced and given testimony over and over again of where they have battled a heavy heart, where they have felt the, the downcast spirit for various reasons. John of the Cross, a Catholic reformer of the late 16th century, wrote a, a great um, little essay called The Dark Night of the Soul, describing what it's like to go through these periods. Charles Spurgeon, the powerful and highly effective British preacher, often struggled with, with deep bouts of depression, and they called it melancholy back then, <laughs> but, but that's what it was. In scripture, we see men like Elijah who, having just witnessed God's great and miraculous victory over, over Ahab and Jezebel and the prophets of Baal, immediately flees into the desert in fear and despair and wishing that, that he could just die. And throughout the Psalms, which flow from the heart of men like King David, an, off, an often expressed condition is that of a, a heavy heart, a downcast soul, a troubled spirit. Indeed, Jesus himself at times experienced this heaviness of heart as he entrusted and submitted himself to the will of his father. And one of the wonderful things about God's word in scripture and, and a testimony of its authenticity is it doesn't sugarcoat things or try to oversimplify and spiritualize the, the deep, complex, often conflicting and confusing impulses and emotions that we often experience in life. The Bible presents life as it truly is. It reflects what we all know to be true. It gives a straightforward, unabashed account of the triumphs and trials, the joys and sorrows, the delights and disappointments that life brings. And, and it does it from the perspective of the one who understands and, and knows them best, and that is God. Who better to address the issues of a heavy heart than the one who knows our heart better than we do ourselves? So today, as we, as we continue to look at God's wisdom from from these uh, sayings in the book of Proverbs, I want to take a look at what it says about the reality, the reasons, and the remedy 
for a heavy heart. That's the outline we're gonna follow. The reality, the reasons, and the remedy for a heavy heart. And my prayer is that as we go through this, uh, you will see and you will find hope for a heavy heart in the place where it is promised, and that is in Christ Jesus, who is the wisdom for us of God. So let's look first at the reality of a heavy heart. When the Bible talks about the heart, it's referring to the very essence of who we are. Yes, we think of the heart, it's, a, it's an organ, it's what beats and, and, and kind of uh, pumps blood through us. But when the Bible speaks of the heart, it's speaking not just of the, of the physical life, but it's speaking the place from which life springs. Who we are as a person, mind, body, and soul, the very essence, the core of our being is what the Bible means when it talks about the heart. Proverbs says the heart is the wellspring of life. It's that part of us that that desires meaning, that is pursuing significance, that generates a passion and a desire for for all that life is and has uh, to offer. And to do something, we talk about to do something with all your heart means what? To do it with, with everything we have, to throw ourselves fully into it. So when the Bible speaks of a heavy or a troubled heart, or as Proverbs sometimes puts it, a crushed or a broken spirit, it's referring to, to our deepest self, our, uh, the core of who we are being burdened, being broken, being disrupted in such a way that we experience a a lack of desire. We lose heart. We become fearful or anxious. We grow weary or listless towards life. It can be something as simple as, as waking up with an unsettledness or an anxiety about an issue that you're gonna face that day to, 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 to finding oneself in a, a deep, debilitating depression that can keep you from even wanting to get out of bed or maybe make you wonder whether life is worth living. I shared with many of you how, how prior to, to taking my sabbatical last year, I experienced this growing weariness, this weightiness in life and in ministry that could easily, uh, and I really had to have my eyes open to it to, to see that this was, this was a heavy heart. This was a downcast soul. And the reality is that none of us are exempt from that. All of us have and will experience at some time or another, and to some degree or another, a downcast, heavy heart or soul. And Jesus knows this. <laughs> he wouldn't have told his disciples, don't let your hearts be troubled, if he didn't know that their hearts were going to be troubled. For some reason or another, as we'll see in a minute, the reasons are varied and complex. You will find yourself facing a deep sadness, facing emotional weariness, facing a paralyzing anxiety, facing a, a demotivating listlessness in your life, an unsettling restlessness, or even a spiritual dryness or desert. And that can sap the energy and passion for life right out of your soul. You will ask the question at some point and in some form or another, Why are you downcast, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me, if you haven't already? (laughs) Sometimes the symptoms and the cause are very apparent, but at other times they may be subtle or mysteriously hidden. Nevertheless, we know what it is to have a heavy heart. In fact, we know it like nobody else. (laughs) We know it like nobody else. Proverbs 14.10 says, The heart knows its own bitterness, And no stranger shares its joy. 
In other words, each of us is unique. And what is going on internally, what's happening in our lives, what's going on within our heart, within our soul, whether it's good or bad, whether it's, it's, it's a, 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 a trial or something bringing us joy, it's unique to us in such a way that no other person can ultimately truly understand what we're going through. When we want to help someone going through a, a difficult time, what do we often do? We often, uh, particularly if we've gone through a similar circumstance, we may go to them and we may say, I know exactly what you're going through. I know exactly what you're, what you're feeling. And that may be true from an experience standpoint. We may be going, they may be going through something that we ourselves have already experienced, and that's, that can be good. God uses that. But the assumption in that is often that, therefore, you should be responding emotionally and psychologically and, and, and uh, actively in the very same way that I did as I came through that. And that's where we may be wrong. We may know what others are going through circumstantially, but the inner workings of our heart, of our, of our soul, and the experience of our burdens are ultimately known only to us. Which is why sometimes experiencing a heavy heart can feel like such a lonely endeavor. You can feel like you're walking through this, this dark valley alone. But the good news is you're not alone. You're not ultimately alone. Proverbs 15, 11 says, Sheol and Abaddon lie open before the Lord. How much more the hearts of the children of man. God knows the condition of your heart and of my heart. He truly knows the answer to the question, why are you downcast, O oh my soul? And his son, Jesus, came into the world for the express purpose of, of entering into the, to the dark valleys of troubled hearts with us and to bear the weight and the burden of that, that suffering for us. <clears throat> but the fact is that a, a heavy heart is a serious matter. And we all understand that. And so the reality of a heavy heart is something that we all deal with, we all know, and we will all see its impact in significant various ways. So what are some of the reasons for it? What are the reasons for a heavy heart? Proverbs gives us some insight into the practical causes and effects. And what we see in this is that the reasons behind a troubled heart, <clears throat> excuse me, or a broken spirit can be very complex. Proverbs doesn't give us a, a comprehensive diagnosis, but again, as the book is, it, it points us to some general practical principles that are rooted in, in experience. And one thing we see is that the body and the spirit are connected and a, and a heavy heart can be affected by and can have an effect on our physical well-being as well. Proverbs 14.30 says, a tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. 17.22 says, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. The condition of our, our inner emotional spiritual life impacts the condition of our outer physical well-being and vice versa. It's amazing how the human body works. It's an extremely uh, complex organism. And, and we all know when something is out of whack physically in our body, it can take its toll on us not just physically, but emotionally and even spiritually. Anyone who's had to live with a, a painful condition or has had a, a chemical imbalance 
of some sort going on in their body or who has gone through a serious illness knows that such things can, can truly affect our souls, truly affect what, how things are going in our, in our emotional and in our, our spiritual life. Jesus often healed the body as a precursor to spiritual emotional healing, spiritual healing in those to whom he ministered. But even more so, when our hearts are heavy, when we are dealing with inner turmoil or a troubled spirit, it can affect us profoundly in a physical way. Proverbs 18, 14 says, a man's spirit will endure sickness, but a crushed spirit who can bear. A man's, a man's heart, his, uh, uh, our inner being can endure physical struggles and trials and, and, and conditions, but crush our spirit. <laughs> Who can bear it? It's an amazing testimony of God's grace to see someone who's going through a tough or a painful physical illness or trial, yet their spirits remain upbeat and positive, even joyful. It's a, it's a, it's a great testimony of God's God's grace. I think of Johnny Erickson Tata and, and, and being paralyzed from a very young age and just how God has, has turned that in her, as her body has wasted away like all of us. Her, her spirit is renewed day by day. She's been such a, a, an encouragement. But crush the spirit. Burden the heart. And I don't care how physically healthy you are. The will and the desire for life can begin to ebb away and, and it can become unbearable. Now, this is not to say that there's always a direct connection between our physical and our spiritual well-being. And, and we have to be careful not to always seek a, a, a medical or, a, a, or a, um, a, a biological remedy for emotional struggles we face. But recognizing the connection between our body and our soul when we struggle with a heavy heart is important. A second reason for a heavy heart is along that emotional relational spectrum. Proverbs 12, 25 says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. Now, most of us know the heavy burden of anxiety, don't we? Anxiety here is really another word for fear. And fear is usually produced by something that is uncertain, something that is out of our control. What is it that makes you anxious? Think about that for a minute. What is it that... that kind of gets your, your worry meter starting to, to, to go up, get up into the red zone. Usually, it's, it's something over which you ultimately have no control. <laughs> something which you actually can't do anything about. Often, the things we get anxious over are really good things. Parents, we worry about our, our children's uh, safety and their future success. At work, we may we may get anxious over a job being finished and done well or, or over what uh, the, the, if, if our job is on the line and what the future holds at work. We worry about our future health or mending a broken relationship. Children, you might get anxious about starting a new class this fall where you're gonna meet new people and have a new teacher. Young people, you get anxious about all kind of things, driving and, and where am I going to do after school and relationship with friends. These are all good things. They're all can be blessings that God has given to us, but the anxiety and the fear that they can produce is not good. It can be like a, a huge weight placed on our chest or in our backpack. 
It creates a heaviness of heart that can be like a cloud over the soul. A third reason for a heavy heart is, is unfulfilled dreams. It's circumstantial when things don't turn out like we want. Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. When things don't go the way we plan, when something we've worked towards or, or looked towards goes unrealized, it creates a heavy heart. It's easy as you get older, I find this, you look back and you think, oh, if I had just done that. Or, oh man, I wish this had turned out this way. We all have those kind of things where we, we look and we say, if it had just been different, perhaps you had dreams of, a, of an ideal marriage that bumps up against the hard reality that you're married to a sinner. <laughs> and so is your spouse. Perhaps you set on a path towards financial security and now you find yourself in deep debt or having lost all that you put away. Perhaps you've had your sights set on attending a particular school or achieving a particular goal in, in athletics or on the classroom only to find out that the competition is stiffer than you, than you realized. Life is filled with disappointments and when we hope for a certain outcome or a certain condition or a certain desire to be fulfilled and it isn't, or it keeps getting pushed down the road, that disappointment, that discouragement can be hard and it can make our hearts heavy. So sometimes it's just circumstantial. And then a fourth reason for a heavy heart can be our sin. It's a moral. Proverbs 15.4 says, A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. I've had many times where I've been talking with someone or I'm having an argument with someone or, or debating something and all of a sudden I'll say something and it's like the words just go out there and you want to go, ah, and you can't grab them back. And you know that they're going to cause pain. Or maybe we've experienced that. Somebody said something to us that's caused deep hurt and cut us to the heart. Sin, whether our own or someone else's against us, has a way of breaking the spirit and Proverbs 28.1 says, the wicked flee when no one pursues. Why is that? Have you ever thought about that? Wicked flee when no one pursues. When you're doing something wrong, why do we go out of our way to, to, uh, um, to, to, to avoid getting caught? So you find ourselves, we find ourselves kind of trying to run from something that may not even be chasing us. I remember one time driving down the road and I was going along and I passed a policeman and I looked down and yes, I was going faster than the speed limit and I looked in my rearview mirror and the policeman was cutting a U-turn and immediately in my mind, I'm starting to think, okay, I'm gonna turn down this side road to see if he's really following me. And he pulls up behind me and I turn down the side road and he goes on past. He wasn't pursuing me, but I was fleeing him because I knew, I had, I had in my, my heart knew that I was breaking the law. Remember Adam and Eve in the garden. After they had sinned, they heard God walking in the garden. And what did they do? They hid. They fled. Even though God had walked in the garden with them every day <laughs> since they had been created. Sin or evil in our life creates a heaviness of heart that we might call the burden of a guilty conscience. And then a last reason, a fifth reason for a heavy heart is just simply sorrow or anguish. A deep sadness, an emotional pain that, 
that just living life in a fallen world brings. Proverbs 15, 13 says, A glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart the spirit is crushed. Life simply brings hard things. We read of tragedies, both personal and and on a large scale. You experience the death of a loved one. You experience this pain of someone close going through a struggle or, or of a, a hard relationship that, that can't be mended. The sorrow of, of walking through just difficult circumstances. There's simply a sadness at life's difficult circumstances and trials that result in an inner heaviness. And so you bring all these reasons for a heavy heart and a broken spirit together and you can understand Proverbs 14, 13 better. It says, even in laughter, the heart may ache and the end of joy may be grief. There is even in happy and joyful times when things are going well, this deep sense that all is not right. We experience wonderful memories and joyous times with family or people we're close to, but deep down we know it's going to come to an end. Those things won't last. We may be the picture of physical health, but we know that eventually your body's going to break down and you will die. We may love our kids to death, cherish every moment we have with them, but we know that eventually they're going to be out of the house and on their own. We may have everything that we want in terms of material provision achieved to the place we want in life, but ultimately we, we know that those things won't satisfy. More money, more problems. You see, there is this underlying heaviness of heart that pervades all of life because we live in a fallen world where life and happiness ultimately give way to death and grief. So, where's the hope in that? <laughs> Where is the hope in that? Is there any remedy for a heavy heart? Or are we resigned to live life with broken spirits? Well, thankfully, there is hope for the heavy heart. And practically, Proverbs gives some wisdom for how to, to lift a heavy heart and encourage a downcast soul in this life. Again, Proverbs twelve twenty five says, Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a good word makes a man glad. Sometimes our heavy hearts just need to hear a word from the outside. We need to get out of our own heads and have, have someone else to come to, to speak encouragement, to, to put the situation in perspective, to come alongside and, and speak words of truth and grace and love into our hearts. How often in a, in a difficult or anxious time in, uh, that I'm going through does my wife put her arm around me and say just the right thing or pray for me in just the right way in order to ease that heaviness? Proverbs 15.30 says, The light of the eyes rejoices the heart, and good news refreshes the bones. One remedy for a heavy heart is having people in our lives who can help us see things clearly, who can speak encouragement in the midst of deep struggles. It may be a, a spouse or a, a family member or a close friend. It may be a, something you read in a book or a message you hear or a, a word from the scripture that suddenly sheds light on the darkness and helps the sun break through the cloud of sadness and despair. It should always be the spirit of God speaking his word to us and, and the brothers and sisters he's given us in the body of Christ to, to come alongside in difficult times and help bear our burdens. 
A good word gladdens the heart. It lifts the burden. Proverbs 13, 12 says that while hope deferred makes the heart sick, a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. So another remedy for a heavy heart is simply seeing God provide our needs or meet our desires in different ways maybe than we expected. Yes, we may want our, we want our children to follow a, a particular path in life and, and it may make our hearts heavy if they, if they veer off or they go in a different direction than we had expected. And yet, in that, we may actually see God use a situation or a circumstance in their life to, to bring them to a greater spiritual maturity, to lead them to some good thing that ultimately we realize is actually what is best for them. God can take a, a, a difficult situation, a debilitating illness, something that, that causes us to go through a, a dark night of the soul that we would never have anticipated, and he actually will use it in such a way that we find even greater purpose, we find greater fulfillment, we find greater fruit in our lives than we could ever imagine. And so sometimes our desires and dreams, though we may see them and think they are going unfulfilled, are fulfilled in ways we don't necessarily anticipate. And that can bring, that can bring joy to a heavy heart when we recognize God's providence in our lives. Sometimes the remedy for a heavy heart is simply to laugh. Simply to laugh and to find the ironic humor that life often brings, even in difficult times. A joyful heart is good medicine. A glad heart makes a cheerful face. Sometimes just, just looking for and focusing on the good, giving thanks for blessings, choosing to be joyful or cheerful can actually lighten the burden. That's not just, not just saying let's try and you know, be optimistic and put a good good face on things but sometimes doing that actually loosens up and helps lift the struggles we're going through as we exited the plane this past week after a long wearying flight the flight attendant who probably deals a lot with a heavy anxious hearts leaned to my wife and she said thank you for having a smile on your face it was just out of the blue <laughs> you know and sometimes just having having that cheerful approach can lift not only our own, but others' burdens. But ultimately we know the encouraging words of others, the providential outworkings of life, and even simply putting a good face on the situation don't fully relieve the burden of a heavy heart. We need something more. We need something more. And I think the beginning of Proverbs 30 points us to the ultimate remedy for a heavy heart. These are words expressed by a man named Agur. We don't really know exactly who this is. But he starts out, The man declares, I'm weary, O God. I am weary and worn out. Does that sound like a heavy heart? A burdened spirit? And then he points to the reason in verse 3. I have not learned wisdom, nor have I knowledge of the Holy One. And he goes on to ask these questions, and it's, it, it's kind of reminiscent of, of, of God questioning Job over, you know, why he is downcast and, and so forth. And he says, who has ascended to heaven and come down? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has wrapped up the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? That's interesting words. Ultimately... What our heart needs 
is a knowledge of who God is and what he has done. And to learn and embrace and submit to his wisdom as it is revealed, as he has revealed it to us. In his word, but more importantly in the living word, his son Jesus Christ. We need a true living word of comfort and encouragement that is lasting. We need a life-giving light to shine in the darkness of our burdened hearts and to have real good news spoken into our lives. We need to know that our hearts, ultimate hope and desire for love, for life, for significance, for, for acceptance, for peace, for joy, for security, all of that will be fulfilled And that word, that light, that good news, that promised hope is ultimately found in the one who has come down from heaven. Who has control of the wind and the waves and all of creation. Who knows us intimately. It's found in knowing God and knowing his son Jesus Christ who came down from heaven to bear the burden of our heavy hearts by taking upon himself our sin. See, Jesus experienced everything we ever will in terms of the reasons for a heavy heart. His spirit was crushed in a way we will never know. His body was broken. His blood was was poured out on the cross. And he did it for us. That we might be brought back into healing and health and ultimately wholeness that the penalty and the burden of our our sin that weighs us down might be lifted that we would have life and the one who created us and made our hearts for himself has come down to rescue us from that burden and brokenness of a heart that sin creates hope for the heavy heart ultimately comes in knowing that you're forgiven knowing that you are are set free from the bondage of sin. Knowing that, that you are accepted and you are loved. Knowing that you are redeemed and made righteous. Knowing the promise of eternal life and peace and joy and as heirs to God's kingdom. And when we recognize that, when we know that, when we embrace that, when we have faith and trust in the hope that is found in Jesus Christ, who is the wisdom of God, then though we will have trouble in this world, as Jesus promised, we can take heart. We take heart. We cast that burden upon him, for he has overcome the world. Jesus repeatedly, repeatedly said, Don't worry, don't fear. Let not your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust in me. The ultimate remedy for a heavy heart when we are weary and heavy laden is to come to Jesus and find the rest and peace and the hope and the joy of knowing the Holy One. And when we know the hope, that hope, then as Paul puts it in Romans 8, the sufferings of this present time, the the. the Burdens and the heaviness of our heart in this world are nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in us. Amen? So when we start to realize that nothing in this world will ultimately bring rest or peace or joy to our hearts, not a new job, not a new spouse, not a new healthy body, not more money, not more friends, not a new church, 
None of these ultimately will ease the burden of a heavy heart. It's only when we put our trust in God, our hope in his salvation through Jesus, can we find true hope for our heavy hearts. And so I don't know what it is that might be weighing you down today. Maybe you feel like the psalmist in Psalm 42. Lord, where are you? Have you forgotten me? Why is this going on in my life? Friend, you are not alone. Put your hope in God. Trust in his salvation. And he will lift you up. He knows your heart. He has given you his word, his wisdom. He has brought people into your life in the church to walk alongside and ease that burden. But ultimately, our hope needs to be in Christ, our rock and our redeemer, the one who came to be salvation for us. And where your heart is burdened, see it as a thirst, a hunger for God, for what he has for us, for what he promises, and then come to Jesus and cast that burden on him and take up his yoke, which is easy and light. As we come to the table, let's bring all of that to him and leave it at the cross and receive the rest and the nourishment and the strength for our weary souls that only he can bring. Let's pray together. God, you have given us your word. You have given us your spirit. You have given us your church, one another. And you have given it to us that we might know hope and that we might not bear the burden of our sin and of the brokenness in this world upon ourselves, but that you would bear it for us. And so, Lord, whatever you know what's going on in every single heart in this room, would you give us grace right now and faith to just cast that upon you. Say, Lord, here, take this burden. Take this heavy heart. Take this anxiety, this worry, this fear, this sin, this despair. Or would you just take it? And if you don't take it away, would you take it such that we can walk in it with peace and with rest and with hope. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.